Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with the biggest jerk I know that somehow everyone loves. Josh Hemo. Uh, thank you Great. again thank you. for joining <laughs> for joining us. Before we jump in, small stuff I want to say first. Josh, I'm sorry I called you a jerk, but uh needed to be said. Yeah. Uh, just bring, second. Bring attention to it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Everyone still loves you, though, even though you're a huge jerk. Just so a lovable not... jerk. A lovable jerk. Good, good, good. Um, second thing is, Android listeners, I got some good news for you. So at the end of the show, please stick around so that way you can get this good news. And then I have a third surprise announcement for everyone towards the end as well. So yeah. But without further delay, this week we check out Season 1, Episode 11, Muscle Bob, Buff Pants, and Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost. Muscle Bob Buff Pants. So we start off by seeing SpongeBob and he's flexing in the mirror and he's hyping himself up and he's like, you know, checking himself out. He decides it's time to get large and wide, which apparently for him means start lifting. So we see him hit his weight set that we've seen before, which is just, you know, two stuffed animals attached to a bar. And let me tell you, it's a struggle. After one whole rep spongebob finally completes he doesn't even complete the whole rep he just falls to the side and then sandy decides to show up and you know spongebob's like hey like watch out i might be a little bit smelly because i've been working out and sandy was like uh you know you're not gonna get any progress the way that you're working out spongebob's like showing off his guns but then sandy shows off hers and she's definitely got biceps to spare she's super duper ripped and spongebob's super drawn to the idea of you know being ripped like Sandy, and maybe that he does need to improve his workout routine a little better. So he decides to meet Sandy for a 5 a.m. workout, and they're at Sandy's house. They're doing all these great workouts like push-ups, boxing, and running, and SpongeBob is not doing very well. And then he finally bails when Sandy decides to whip out the arm cruncher. So he runs, and he says, thank you for a good time, Sandy, and is laying in bed with Gary. And that night, he sees a advertisement, an infomercial, if you will, for this wonderful product called Anchor Arms. Basically, inflatable arms that make him look super buff. And <laughs> basically, he's he decides that he's going to buy some because he wants to look really buff. And so the next day, we see an ominous shadow just walking around, scaring people as Mr. Krabs and other people. And then finally, we, we show up on Muscle Beach, and we realized it's a really buff SpongeBob. And so everyone, including Larry, is super impressed. And he decides to go to the juice bar and just hang out. And he's bragging. And Sandy walks in. And of course, Sandy's like, whoa, what's your secret? And SpongeBob kind of like panics because he didn't think anyone would ask him. And he decides to say that his secret is making armpit farts. So everyone in the bar starts doing armpit farts like crazy. And Sandy is like, you know what? You need to show off those muscles and put them to the test. There's an anchor toss competition that I'm going to sign you up for. And while she goes to sign up SpongeBob for this anchor toss competition, he gets a drink on his inflatable hand and he's pinned down by the entire weight of a glass of juice and he can't stop her in time. And finally, since he's stuck doing it, it's competition time. 
everyone starts to kill it. You know, the one fish throws and it's like 250 feet and then another fish, uh, Larry throws and then Sandy throws. And then finally it's SpongeBob's turn. And let's just say it doesn't go well. He tries throwing the anchor, but it falls on him. And then he decides, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. So he decides to blow up his arms to jerk status. And then his arms start to malfunction. He's just trying to like lift up this anchor and it's transferring all the air all over his body. And so eventually they fucking explode. Once his arms explode, Sandy finds out that he's been lying and she wins the competition by default. And she's obviously understandably disappointed in SpongeBob. And then we finish the episode with SpongeBob, who's now doing his new workout, changing channels on Sandy's TV until his arm falls off. Uh, let me tell you, Josh, I did not like this episode at all. Why not? Because I feel personally attacked. <laughs> because I Is it because am you not have the those, strong. You have those uh, teddy bear weightlifting system. No, it's actually because I own a pair of anchor arms, and they are. Very wonderful. <laughs> I think this is false advertisement. No, I just, I don't have the strongest arms, Josh. It's a, I know that my guns may, you know, say otherwise, but my, my arms definitely cannot lift worth. <laughs> so it's just like acre arms. You got the looks, but you don't have the strength. I have all the looks. <laughs> I have the beefiest, manliest arms you'll ever, ever see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's lying. I'm not. I'm flexing right now, and Josh is in awe. It's true. I'm drooling over here. So anything you notice that you want to get off your chest? Get off my chest. Uh, <laughs> um, San- it's crazy how ripped Sandy is. And I think it goes again, like when we first see her, um, it really touches on like how she kind of breaks the female stereotype a little bit. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? It's just like a really good role model, like, you could be girly and you could still be a girl, but you could be ripped and you could be like work out and that's fine. And that's like, it's it's better actually. It makes you healthier. I also love how the tables are flipped. Cause I can't tell you how many friends I know that go to the gym that are bugged by men on how to do certain exercises mm-hmm. or different exercises. And granted, most guys will do that to any person, but they kind of target women, which is, a bad, bad plight within our, uh, within the male gender, but the main mansplaining. Yeah, that mansplaining. Yeah, but I like how Sandy kind of flips it this time around, and it's like, you know what, you're not really doing this correctly. And granted, she is a friend, so like, SpongeBob is in good hands, but you know, it's obvious that SpongeBob's not going to get swole lifting the bunnies. Yeah, the stuffed bunnies. Yeah, I think the difference is that like SpongeBob may not have like asked her to help him out, but she's doing it. She's doing it to help a friend, not to like show off or to be a douche like you like people in the gym are. So keep that in mind. Don't try to give people unwarranted advice, especially in a gym. Like no one really wants to talk to a stranger in a gym. You're there for your own like personal time to focus on yourself. You don't want to be bothered by someone else. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like gyms are already like weird places of awkward self-esteem where some people are like, I have the hottest body here and that's why I'm working out. So everyone sees me keeping the hottest body I have. And then you have the exact opposite where people are like, don't you look at me. Don't look at me. I don't want people to know that I have to wake her out. I'm in between that. I definitely don't want people looking at me 
but I definitely am a little bit more confident than the people who are just like probably do squats in the corner or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's when I do go to the gym, which probably it's been like probably five years. So good. <laughs> I have anchor arms. That's why I, I don't. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is SpongeBob has no f***ing reflection. Oh, I didn't I notice that. Maybe, maybe it's just the angle of the camera, quote unquote. But I think maybe something to do with SpongeBob not having a reflection might have something to do with you know other theories that we have floating mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, also, Sandy, sick burn when he's just like, "Oh, well, I get." smelly when i work out and then she's like well you are smelly yeah that's good boom just like (laughs) no hesitation i was like yep you smell like good it's important to tell people though yeah especially if you're a friend like just tell a friend like put some deodorant on it's fine yeah (laughs) take a shower my my rule is don't tell anyone something about themselves if they can't do anything about it in that moment if they got food stuck in their teeth you'd be like hey you got food stuck in your teeth boom they can take care of that if they smell and they have no deodorant, maybe tell them that in private. Like, hey, like, you smell deodorant. I'm sorry. Like, I'm only telling you because you would want to know. But, like, I also know I would rather not know and just go home and be like, well, I smelled this whole day, and that's fine. Mm. I don't know. I guess I kind of want to know and be conscious about it so you're not just, like, offending everyone at work or at the store. But then what, what can you do? If, like, we're out in, at a party, oh. Josh, and I'm like, hey, you smell like you just avoiding everyone for the whole time guess it depends on the where i'm at at the party if it's like at a friend's house you could probably like clean up find a way to like freshen steal up steal their deodorant yeah is that what you've been doing in my bathroom is yeah. stealing my fucking deodorant every day <laughs> you're horrible sorry i also love like uh sandy's such a fucking bro because or like i would say like a, an older brother because when she's boxing with spongebob He's like trying to lift his arms and she's like ding ding and then just and wails on him right in the yeah. face. <laughs> and I love that because it's like that's something I feel like a lot of siblings do. They're like, all right, time to play. And then they're like, okay. And then the little sibling does not know what they're in for. And then no. boom. And the older sibling just turns it all the way up to 11. <laughs> yeah. Full and force. it's just like, let's have as much fun as we can possibly yeah. have. <laughs> I kind of liked all the uh, exercise stuff that Sandy had. Like she had a hamster wheel. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny. Instead of just having a treadmill, you'd figure like pretty tech savvy, she'd have a treadmill, but hamster wheel is pretty funny. It's a good gag. And I'm it trying to works understand. Better, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> have you ever been in a hamster wheel? No, but I imagine, well, they make big ones. There was, I saw like a art installation type looking thing. I forgot what city it has. It's probably like Chicago or something. There's like a big hamster wheel that people can run in. <laughs> um, I would like to try it out. I feel like you could get really buff that way. Yeah, that's fair. Have a little bit of fun. I didn't understand what the purpose of the arm cruncher was other than like its namesake sake is to literally crush your arm. Well, how's that you... how's that build muscle? Well, I, for an avid gym goer like myself, yeah. There okay. is massage that tears the muscles. Cuz when you're lifting, you're tearing your muscle and then the scar tissue is actually What's making your muscles bigger? Mm-hmm. At least that's what they told me in high school. The science. So if that's wow. wrong, I don't yeah. know if the science is correct still. But it's one of those things. Maybe it was just uh, it's to tear up those muscles a little more. I think that did more than tear up a muscle. You're breaking every bone in your arm. <laughs> well, maybe if you're a weenie. You're right. 
Drink more milk. Maybe that's what she. <laughs> I can't drink any more milk, Josh. Stop rubbing it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the animation they have post workout because that's how it feels like when your arms are like throbby, and then like SpongeBob's yeah. arms are like whoop 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 whoop. It's just like I was like, that's a because obviously they're not doing that in real life, but it's nice in the cartoon that you can exaggerate that because it's been a while since I've worked out my arms, but they definitely feel like that after. Yeah, it's interesting, like how spongebob's strength works in this episode because when he first gets to the beach he's like showing off in front of all the dudes and he hits a couple of them and they go flying off <laughs> but then he can't even lift a cup off his hand so i'm trying to understand how that works it's maybe it's just the godlike power going on and off i read a theory that it's because spongebob's arms are sore from the day before okay but you know the power of of the mind outweighs the power of muscle because I think those guys just saw the arms and then so when they got touched they were like they flew oh, back this, themselves. This has to fly me. This I have to fly. Oh. If I'm not flying, then you know my reality is shattered. Fair. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> also, do ladies actually like hairy arms? I don't know. I feel like I'm not I'd, a lady. I'd, I'd, I'm not a lady either. Um. So any ladies out there? If you like that hair on the arms, send us an email. Yeah. I'm just curious. Ask, ask the intern. Ask Al, she's asleep right now, but maybe next time. Useless. <laughs> like I said, I'm not a huge gym goer, but everyone on that beach, especially Muscle Beach and in Bikini Bottom, they, they're all skipping leg day. Yeah. All of them have huge arms, <laughs> tiny legs, except for that shark that sells the the arms. He's got like tiny arms but like a huge chest which i don't know how that's even possible so it's kind of like uh larry larry's arms are super small has a big chest no but he's got like big old claws doesn't he his claws are big i don't yeah, think his arms so, themselves but like that shark that was that was selling yeah, his, the anchor his, arms he had little noodle arms he had noodle arms yeah <laughs> and then i love how they like poke fun of like the before and after where he looks completely different yeah his like entire skin ch- tone has changed. And when you see real infomercials, they're always like, "Oh, I lost twenty pounds," and I'm like, "That doesn't even look like the same person." No. I don't think that is the same person. It's yeah, it's definitely not. And like they sometimes they don't even try to make it look that different, no. or to make it look that similar. A little known fact that should be widely known is if you're muscular, you can puff out your stomach and other extremities pretty wide because you have the muscles to do that so when you see those infomercials don't fall for it they can just stick out their gut and be like look at me i'm fat and then they just actually you know, ripped. flex and then they're like, super ripped the guy who used to was it kobayashi the guy who used to eat all those hot dogs mm. he was super buff and the whole reason was because like oh when your stomach is muscular you can stretch it out mm. and i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense because there isn't a layer of fat holding that then Oh, good to know. Fun fact. <laughs> it's fun fact. Oh yeah, speaking of fun fact, um, there wasn't really many for this act, but there was a reference. Apparently, anchor arms is a reference to part of the anchor that is the arm, which is the curved part, which is kind of self-explanatory, but not really like incredibly well known, I guess, as a fact. Yeah. All right. For let's talk about like the the anchor competition. So the fact that Sandy. She threw 510 yards. 
and Larry the Lobster threw 210. So whatever she's doing, she's doing it well. She got that functional strength. It was that kick. That power kick. Power kick, yeah. She didn't throw it like everyone else. She threw it up in the air and then did that power kick on it. It's all about that technique. Technique. Also, I found out that even though things are lighter underwater, I nerded out on this one because I was like, how heavy is that actual anchor? So the weight's exactly the same, but even though things are lighter underwater, it's hard to accelerate them. They accelerate slower. Mm -hmm. So when you like chuck them, so the fact that she was like spinning around and then just like kicked it and it like flew through the water, it's a lot of power. It's too much power for one squirrel. Too much power. Too powerful. She's also a god, apparently. I think every maybe this is like you know Norse god situation where each each this character is, is like a different different god. Yeah, that there is um, actually nuclear waste, and they're all just exposed and have all these superpowers. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe they just try at different times. Like they activate them at different times. Yeah, they're just like boop boop. I'm strong now. <laughs> just kidding. I can't lift a cup of glass or anything. Jk. <laughs> It's that was that whole anchor competition was funny too. Like the fish he was measuring. Oh like, yeah. That poor dude. He's got anchors dropped on him left and right, and he didn't even he tried to run away, but they followed him. And that's just that's just bad luck. He needs a new uh he needs a new profession. Yeah, he needs to quit. <laughs> he needs to quit. I hope he's got good health insurance. Yeah. One day. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> yeah. Freelance people don't really have health insurance, mm-hmm. at least not company health insurance. <laughs> I am very proud of SpongeBob. Um, one of the little lessons that I saw was that he he doesn't give up, which I know last week we talked about, like, you know, if you're caught in a lie, just admit. Like, I 100% believe in that. But, like, he was like, I'm going to do this. He decided to put his his heart and soul into that attempt at throwing the anchor and yeah backfired because obviously he's not strong enough but he tried and that's like a quarter of the battle i wouldn't say half the battle a quarter of the battle well i think the important part is that he was trying for himself like i think he was doing it more for himself to show that yeah you can do this this is something that you're you should attempt and try to be capable of and it wasn't to i don't know if it was so much to impress others or whatever but it seemed like more for him it was like you can do this spongebob and that's important. It's like sometimes just putting in the commitment for yourself is really is like an important thing to do. I thought it was really important. And then you kind of brought up a good thing. It's like if SpongeBob like had this fantasy of being like super buff and like doing the same exact things that he always does. Yeah. So like is it really is was it for other people to really care about him or like be attracted to him or not even like envious, I guess? No, I think it was just for him to be to feel good about himself like just working out and feeling good about your body and that that was the lesson i got for this week actually is just like you know take care of your body it's the only one that you get mm-hmm. um and they, like there's people who say like don't get tattoos or piercings and stuff because your body's a sanctuary i was like okay but it's your body but you should all but at the same point like you have should take care of it you should work out you should eat right um because again like it's the only body you have and you want to make sure it lasts a while so you can accomplish all your dreams all your dreams but okay here's my question do you have to be attractive to get all your dreams done because if so i don't know if I have exactly a rude awakening i don't know if working out is the same as being attractive i think it's just making sure that you're taking like i don't know that you're not just sitting on the couch all day it makes sense yeah you're moving your body 
working out like i mean just working out keeps diabetes away a lot of the times is so, that a fact are you a doctor josh no but my f- diabetes runs in the family so i am very aware of <laughs> oh god <laughs> and both sides of the family type one so ready for that <laughs> And then, like, I also know that there's such a huge difference between, like, functional strength and, like, strength for, like, looks. And I'm sure it's not as big of a deal now, but, like, back in the day, it was just like, okay, if you wanted to get ripped to, like, throw something really far, you didn't really look the best or conventionally the best, I would say. Not the the mainstream norm of how, like, you know, like a freaking model looks or, or whatever compared to, like, you know, the people who, like, throw things or like uh the strongman competition yeah like those are different different muscle groups and strengths and i know people who like work out for like again functional strength and then like strength versus like for looks and i think it's like important to note like sometimes i feel like i have really good functional strength and i I felt it with uh i don't know if you felt it with spongebob in that glass have you ever had a situation where you just can like you feel like you should lift be able to lift something but then it feels like a lot heavier than it should be yeah I don't know, like, that happens a lot, like, with electrics work, like, picking up a moving light that it's really, really heavy, you know, like, I should be able to do this, but it's, it can be really difficult. I, there's definitely times where, like, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, oh, like, I gotta move this out of the way, and I move it, and I'm just like, oh, God. There's so much effort. <laughs> it's just too much effort, and then there's other times where, like, I have a camera on my shoulder, like, all day, and I'm moving all this crap around, and I'm moving all these lights, and I'm just like, this is really easy, like, how come I can do this all day, but I can't <laughs> lift this box out of the way because I was too lazy to move it? And I think it's just a matter of mindset. See, it's it's important. It it's not all. It's all in your head. It's not all it's strength, all... I guess. <laughs> Maybe I should just take my anchor arms out and go lift things. There you go. Show show people up. <laughs> no, I feel it with SpongeBob because, like, uh, when I was younger, like I definitely would work out and I would not get any bigger at all yeah like that definitely happens but you are building muscle might not show but it's definitely builds well tell that to my bench press because that stayed the same for like three like three years i was like lifting and i'm like not getting any bigger but i wasn't hardcore enough like my other friends because back in the day i used to do football super buff but I never like went hardcore and then like took weight gainers or like all this crazy protein stuff, which mm-hmm. probably what held me back a little bit. But like I left, I'd lift all this crap and like next week I'd still be struggling with the same amount of weight, <laughs> not any faster, or any stronger. And then I joined the arts and I realized you don't have to be fast and strong. <laughs> Isn't that right, Josh? Until the world ends and you realize that you have to rely on being fast and strong. <laughs> Hope this post apocalyptic world. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> Fun thing that happened. Uh, my Snapple fact of the day actually came, um, was relevant. So, what real was fact it? 1347 from Snapple clicking your computer mouse 1400 times a day burns one calorie. So, SpongeBob, the exercise at the end when SpongeBob's just clicking a remote, he's burning a couple calories. So, he is actually working out. You have to click that a lot because 1,400 times for one calorie, you would have to do that a lot. But still, like he's some he's going to need some sort of results from doing that. That would explain why I'm so thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that mouse clicking I, you do. 
<laughs> no, I just watch TV all day. <laughs> all right, I think that's uh, pretty good on this episode. Uh, why don't we jump to our bubble break? So for this week's bubble break, I had a wonderful, wonderful idea where we would talk about the people who inspire us to work out. But sadly, because Josh and I are both lazy pieces of... 100%. Uh, we are going to take our bubble break from the second half of this episode. So not to spoil what happens in the second half of this episode, but there is a funeral in the second half, or an attempted funeral, I should say. You'll learn about it in a little bit if you haven't seen the episode already. But instead, I want to talk about <laughs> what our funerals, what our funeral plans, what I ideally what we would want. Yikes. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying this is a living will, Josh, but if something tragic happens, I'm not God saying forbid, this is a living will, but it's a living will. <laughs> um, how would you want your funeral of the future to be? Mm. It doesn't have to be like a. It's not happening tomorrow. Hopefully not. I mean, knock on wood. Anything can happen. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but what's your ideal funeral to uh, go to or to have for yourself? To go to. I always have those go-to funerals you want to do. Yeah, top 10 funerals <laughs> of the month. Um, For myself, I don't know. I thought I wanted to be cremated for a while, but mm-hmm. I don't think I want that anymore. What's kind of cool is like I saw, I don't know if this is real or if it was something that's being developed, but you can get like your body buried in this pod that later becomes a tree. So your body just oh, like I've becomes a tree. Yeah, I would love to be a tree. What kind of tree would you want to be? Like, what kind of seeds? <laughs> what kind of seeds? I don't know. So there is a there is a joke here for someone to say to be a Joshua tree, but I think Joshua trees are pretty ugly. What do Joshua trees look like? They're they're like hmm, how do you describe it? It's like um. Here, let me look it up. Give me a quick yeah. hot moment. Hot moment. Do do feel feel for do, time, do. Josh. It's you know the yucca plants back in the desert. Oh yeah, those yeah, are that's, freaking hideous. That's a Joshua tree. That'd be perfect for you. It, would it? <laughs> yeah, ugly just like you. Great, thank you. <laughs> ugly, ugly in life and ugly in death. Uh, I mean, it would be kind of funny to be like a fruit tree of some sorts, so that way people are like eating the fruit from your nutrients. You are a sick bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. so <laughs> I think... I think if I would pick a tree, Josh, I I have a preference to like redwoods, like those gigantic trees. Oh yeah, or something, just something gigantic, like the kind of like remember Avatar: The Last Airbender? Yeah, that big tree that's in the swamp. Yeah, something like that. S- yeah, something like that. Something like the Bangrove tree or Bang. I don't know what they call it in the show, but I think that's what it's modeled after. What are you compensating for that you need to be such a big tree? Uh, a a small life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's just, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, so those jungle trees I've been searching for, so maybe it's just, I got big, big trees on the brain. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) What would you do? What is your ideal funeral? Okay, so I've, I've actually given this a lot of thought, and that's actually, I'm kind of glad that we, uh, talk about it, get a chance to talk about it, because I've always joked that I want to be made into because okay first of all i do not want my funeral to be a sad event okay like if and i have like a strict rule 
because there's a tendency in um hispanic culture and other i i would say uh uh people of color culture i see it less with white people is where people get like people's faces on a t-shirt and it says like the the dates from like whatever in memory of yeah, yeah like i think that's really tacky i like i do not want that at my funeral unless it's doing like to spite me if you're saying like oh omar i would have hated this and then like a very unflattering picture of me like every then... photo of you exactly <laughs> that's that's the only kind of picture i try to take so it's very important to me that like people have fun so for the longest time i was like they should i want my funeral to be a party so instead of like open casket I want basically like a dance hall and like there's like free food and like other things and like dance floor or whatever. And you could just get wasted the entire night and like get so drunk that you forget that I'm dead. Like that's how I want drunk, how drunk I want you to be when you go. But the piece of resistance is I want to be made into an animatronic, (laughs) (laughs) but I want to be at the door. So I greet people like, like, Hey, sorry, I'm dead. Enjoy. And it doesn't have to be my actual body. It can be like a, a just a replica of me, but I just want it to be kind of off-putting for people. I just want it to be like kind of off-putting for people where they're like, oh my God, oh. And then it's just like, welcome to my funeral. And then like maybe little fireworks come out of my <laughs> arms or something. Um, kind of like the parents from Invader Zim. Okay. Like when they answer the door, like, welcome home, son. Like I want it to be like, welcome. And I want to just be like a creepy animatronic. That's fair. Situation. I've heard other people have that similar idea. It seems to be like a theme with people wanting to just like be a puppet. Have a fun funeral. Yeah, a puppet. Like have a closed casket and all of a sudden like their body just like comes to life like a puppet and just like <laughs> just walks around the room. There was a lady in New Orleans who she, they propped her up and made it look like she was playing cards. And for a while I almost canceled my funeral like situation because <laughs> of... She kind of already beat me to the punch where you're like propped up and not looking like you're dead. Not actually looking, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I just I want it to be fun. I don't want people to be sad at my funeral. I want them to be super wasted, but in a fun way. Yeah. As fun fair. as it can be. That's fair. Like the New Orleans uh, funerals where they actually like literally parade through the streets and play music and stuff. Yeah, I'm, that's what I want. I want something enjoyable, inspiring. I want other people... To go like, wow, I can't wait to die. Great, 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 great. I can't, I can't wait to leave this mortal vessel. Cool. <laughs> well, and then have a really good funeral. So for all of you listening out there, when we die, whatever day or year that might be, take this podcast and uh, execute this for us, please. Thank you. So you're going to want to plant Josh as the ugliest tree you can find. Yes. And then put make my funeral the saddest affair it can possibly be 100 (laughs) percent r.i.p act two squidward the unfriendly ghost uh we start off in squidward's house he has just finished a wax sculpture of himself and he says now he has conquered every artistic medium we pan out to see that he actually has recreated himself in every artistic medium so that's good it's good to see Squidward's artistic talent being exercised. But as soon as he finishes, he starts hearing loud, obnoxious noises coming from outside. And of course, it's SpongeBob and Patrick playing some crazy convoluted game that involves chess pieces and blowing bubbles and climbing up trees. 
he asks them, like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we don't know. So he decides to go inside, take a bath, relax. So SpongeBob and Patrick decide that, all right, we need to do something. Let's throw around, toss around the shell, much like a Frisbee. So they toss around the shell, flies inside Squidward's house, and hits the wax sculpture right in the head. They go inside to go find the shell, see that they've hit the wax sculpture and mistake it for Squidward and don't understand why he's not talking or why he's on the ground. So they try to resuscitate him and are really worried that they've actually killed Squidward. So Patrick lands on top of him at some point in time, squishes him with his butt. There's a big butt print on the wax sculpture of Squidward. Too thick. <laughs> Too thick. SpongeBob's like, all right, he, maybe he looks better, but he's so cold. So they put him in the sun, at which point the wax sculpture melts. So at this point, they have now thought, now they think that they have killed Squidward. And out of the bathroom covered in his white robe and baby powder is Squidward rising from a puff of steam. So they think that this is his ghost and they've come back for vengeance. Squidward decides to take advantage of the situation and make him do, make them do unnecessary chores and unnecessary tasks, including like going and grabbing fruit, carrying him around on this big elaborate like throne and at some point even has the or it has spongebob try to pl play a song using a tissue spongebob can't execute this task he just sits there all night trying to figure it out and ends up crying from the stress of it in the morning swayward goes inside and instructs P spongebob and patrick to go clean the upstairs room the messy room so they go upstairs into the closet pull off the wallpaper which was the mess and they the only thing left in the room is a comic book of the flying dutchman and it shows his origins that the flying dutchman's body was put on display and was never actually put to rest and that's why he haunts the sea so they get the idea is this is how they have to get rid of squidward's ghost is to finally put him to rest so they try to get him into a coffin try to bury him and that's when they have this big false funeral where they vital his friends and everyone's crying and that's when squidward is finally like you know what I can't play around with this charade anymore. I not actually dead. Um, I've just been screwing around with you guys. Um, please stop bothering me with this. SpongeBob and Patrick don't believe him, and so they make a plan to send him off to the great beyond. They blow a bubble, capture him in the bubble. Uh, the bubble takes him, takes Squidward out into out of the ocean, up into the sky, into a bunch of seagulls, and that is where the episode ends. Thought this one is short, but it was funny. It was good to like see Squidward like messing around with SpongeBob and Patrick again, and then seeing how the karma comes back to bite him in the butt. Another SpongeBob Squidward moment. Yeah, that Squidward moment. I feel, I just feel bad for Squidward. Yeah, he tries so hard. He does to just have a normal enjoy life. His life. Yeah, he was just like trying to do art, take a nice relaxing bubble bath. He can't do anything. I'm super impressed with the fact that he's mastered all those artistic like every single medium he had a topiary like the bush that he like like trimmed of himself and like he had a neon sign that he had like created painting. himself i think pottery was there too yeah it was just all this crazy stuff and you know i'm one of those people who like i like to do a little bit of everything like i'll play a little bit of music i can't paint where but like Stuff like that. I like trying to learn different skills. So, like, I applaud Squidward for that, for, for doing doing the impossible. Yeah, good for him. Again, I, I think he just needs to find a way to apply his 
artistic skills in a way to get him more recognized. I think him making sculptures of and self-portraits doesn't really sell. I think it shows like a sad reality of like what Squidward has to do because like you know back then people would just paint like fruits and stuff and like things that they could see um until like a little later. It was like a lot of still life, right? Yeah. So like maybe that's just all that's the only thing he can really paint or he has like time like the only person that'll hang out with him <laughs> is himself. So he's like, well, I'm just going to do a bunch of self portraits because other artists do a ton of self portraits. Like that's true. Frida yeah. Kahlo used to do like a bunch of portraits, but granted she was bedridden. So, um, but yeah, it's like, maybe that's all he has is Squidward. That's still so when he paints just to paint himself, paint himself, create a, a, <laughs> a tree of himself, bonsai looking tree, stuff like that. Yeah. Also, his sick burn to Patrick when he's like, Patrick, do you know what time it is? Because he knew that motherfucker was going to look at his watch and spill that shit all over himself. And I was like, that's like three steps ahead, Squidward. Like, that wasn't just to be mean. That was to be, like, really mean. And it was like, respect. I want to be that level of petty that I can be like, hey, do something. And then they'll be like, oh, what? And then boom. Again, like we know that SpongeBob and Patrick deliberately mess with Squidward. They have special days dedicated to mess with Squidward. So I think he he just had he's just adapting to finally screw with them in certain ways, and that was a mm-hmm. good way. Just being a couple um, steps ahead. Also, the Flying Dutchman coming out of nowhere—the first ever mention of the Flying Dutchman yeah. within SpongeBob—and I did I completely forgot how sad his origin story is. Yeah, he's just like. A mannequin in a store, his body. Do you think that will come back to bite me if I make myself an animatronic? Maybe not you, but whoever executes the plan. It might. Yeah. It might be a ghost. I'll never be laid to rest. Yep. <laughs> mm, maybe I got to repeat like, my plan. Some Five then. Nights at Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> um, another fun fact that I really was like super meta that I had no idea that was in there is when SpongeBob climbs that pole or whatever and he's like G7 like I always thought that was like you know a chess move or whatever but apparently if you listen really closely G7 which is also a chord on the ukulele and most other instruments is played in the background at the exact same time where he's like G7 and it's G7 on the ukulele how super clever <laughs> that's like super meta like no one's going to get that that's cool. also the, the that painting that they put in for some reason. Toulouse Lautrec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Google that. Actually, a French pain, uh, yeah. painter. Did a um, bunch of like Moulin Rouge stuff. A lot of his artwork is actually in uh, one of the Smithsonian museums in DC. When I went there, ooh. I saw a bunch of his stuff. It's really good. That's cool. Yeah. But like, that's his last name. Apparently, is well the the wordplay Toulouse Lautrec. But... Toulouse, comma Lautrec. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, that I don't know who that joke was for. Definitely I, for the, is it for the parents? Like, that's such an obscure guess, reference. I don't know. People get it. Like, I guess if you've seen his art, I don't know. I think he's a fairly well-known artist if you've done, like, some art history stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just too dumb. I was too dumb to get too it dumb. when I when I was younger. I'm you've too seen, dumb to get it You've now. seen Moulin Rouge. He's a character. He's the dwarf. Oh. That's too loose Lautrec. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Got to rewatch Moulin Rouge now. Uh, Patrick again showing an intelligence that you do not really think that he has, where he's just like, oh, now he's pushing up daisies. And then, like, he's like, oh, I thought he was he's dead. dead. 
we kind of, but we kind of get an understanding of why Patrick might be dumb, because he brings up like the Patrick is here, and I know a lot about head injuries. Believe and he just doze off, starts drooling, and starts off is like <laughs> wake him up. <laughs> but maybe that's why Patrick is so like he has very intelligent moments, but he's just has so many concussions and so many head injuries that he's just dumb now. I wonder what he did. Yeah, that's, what was his past? Maybe it's just. In living under a rock, he just constantly hits his head every time the rock has to close. One thing that I will have to say, just because I feel obligated to, is whatever you're in an emergency situation, always tell someone to call 911 and then perform CPR. Although Patrick has had luck in the past just performing CPR. That's true. He did save Squidward's life once doing the same thing. So Yeah, and he, and he was literally like, oh, I've done this. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And then he starts blowing and it did not work this time. <laughs> And then his thick butt falls on Squidward's his face. Big, thick boy. <laughs> it's funny when uh when Squidward finally reveals that he's not a ghost and pulls off the towel on his head. SpongeBob's <laughs> like, oh, "You're bald." He's like, "No, I'm not bald." So that just kind of goes into the whole thing that like we were talking about the whole wigs and the mm-hmm. understanding of how hair works in Bikini Bottom is like maybe it's just they're not bald. That's just not a thing. But then why why have wigs? I don't understand. Maybe uh, if. Squidward wore a wig more often. Maybe he has to switch up his style and people will like up like his art. Yeah, maybe. Start painting himself with hair. Um, one huge lesson that stuck out to me for this um act. I don't I don't know if it's just because I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye season two, but Squidward's got a beauty routine and you gotta take care of that skin. Got to take care of that skin. I was what I like. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye, and then I watched Squidward, and I was like, "Man, I need to buy some face lotion uh, that's a little bit fancier than what I got." I think you should start oh. by not using three in one anymore. I don't. Okay. <laughs> this I'm gonna explain it really quickly. I use whatever's in the bathroom. When I first moved to New York, I didn't have enough money to buy. That's how broke I was. I didn't have enough money to buy different. Types of shampoo, so I bought three and one to save money. That three or one lasted me quite a while, and then my family visited, and then my little brother, my mom didn't want to buy him three like shampoo, conditioner, or whatever, and didn't want him using her fancy stuff. So she bought three or one for my little brother, and I used that. I just use what's ever in the shower. Mm-hmm. I use whatever Timu uses because I don't care, but I should. Gosh, stop! Everyone's dragging me <laughs> using three and one like it's some choice that I make. Every morning where I'm like, hmm. no, I, I, don't, I don't decide to say, oh, yeah, I really want to use 3-1 today. I'm just like, well, there's 3-1 in the shower, and it has to be used, and I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> All right. I don't use it anymore. I'm not planning on buying 3-1. I use whatever team has got, and she takes care of her hair, so stop. There you go. Judging <laughs> me. All I was trying to say <laughs> is that maybe we should have better beauty routines, Josh. What do you use? Two-in-one? Two-in-one? I use two-in-one dandruff shampoo. But See, even that is a no-no. Mm, I guess. But you wash your hair every day, too. I wash it every other day. Well, that's better. Yeah, no. Like I grew up with girls in the house, so like sisters and my mom. So they... like told me a little bit, taught me a bit about like how to better maintain yourself and not just use three in one all the time. Um, <laughs> a lot of what my mom always tells me is you're never too old to use anti 
aging cream, hmm. which I was thinking about adding that to my uh to my repertoire. Also, side note, wear a lot of sunscreen. I know yeah. sometimes uh us people of color, us Mexican folk, don't like to wear sunscreen, but I read a tweet and it said the silly thing is people think that their skin is stronger than the sun. And that really put it in perspective for a lot of people that I told that to. I was just like, oh, maybe I should wear sunscreen more often. No skin one is stronger than the sun. No one is stronger than the sun. Sadly. Um, I'm trying. My three and one <laughs> is supposed on to it. protect me. Screens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, take care of that skin. Yeah. One day I'll take care of good I'll take good care of my skin and then it's over for everyone. It was interesting the bubble that they use to capture Squidward in the end doesn't pop. So I wonder if there's like industrial strength bubble solution and that's what they use. Or maybe it's just again, his SpongeBob's godlike powers. We've seen that he can manipulate bubbles in special yeah. ways, so he can maybe just make a impoppable bubble. That'd be crazy. Or maybe it's a ser- a ceremonial bubble solution because oh, maybe. you know it's sending them heading off. to the great beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Squidward yeah. ever came down. Uh, I think when those birds popped, popped it. And then he just fell to his. <laughs> I mean, the water would slow him down, maybe. Yeah, if he landed right. <laughs> uh, he crossed his arm and pointed his feet or whatever. Yeah, break the, break the surface like an, tension. Yeah, yeah, like a Davy <laughs> Seal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Squidward says, tickle my fancy on demand. And then SpongeBob is like, does that include? And then he gets cut off. What do you think SpongeBob was curious about? I think you want to know the exact details of tickling, what a tickling of fancy means. What do you think it means? How PG do we want to make this? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to censor you, Josh. Well, I will, I will literally censor, literally, censor you, but I will but not, not censor your ideas. Squid, I think on an adult level joke. Probably yeah, same with Spongebob. same with the painting. Yeah, SpongeBob just wanted to know, like, does this include sexual favors that you may need executed for you? I mean, we have shown that uh, SpongeBob's pretty good at role play in the last. Yeah, episode. that's true. So, so maybe he, maybe he'd be into it. Maybe he asked he, so that way it would open the conversation so he can initiate it. He likes that sub dom lifestyle. Yeah, he's like, oh, finally an opportunity, an opportunity <laughs> to execute this. Yikes. Wow, we're we're going down a Good. dark path. <laughs> a fun fact to bring us back towards the light and back in God's eyes. <laughs> this episode and Sandy's Rocket are the only episodes that Squidward's house has an elevator in it. Yeah. It kind of makes what sense, too, like th- that he has an elevator because his house is really tall. And I wondered how he gets from place to place. They don't really show staircases, but elevator But they don't show sense. it in any other episode, apparently. Mm. It's just these two. Yep. It's, it's kind of nice. It's unimportant to go upstairs in Squidward's house. Seems like most of the yeah. time they just break in through a window or something anyways to get to his bedroom. So Yeah, they're always just popping right in and out. He needs to start everything. locking his windows and locking his doors. <laughs> <laughs> so the kind of lesson that I got from this episode um, was kind of similar to Opposite Day. And I think it works because uh, it's, again, Squidward coming up with like a scheme or a lie. And then it goes too far and it backfires in his face. And it's kind of the thing. It's just like you got to be careful um when you create these schemes or these lies or play like these jokes on people that sometimes like it could go awry and like we've seen this twice now a couple times with squidward is that he tries to like with patrick and spongebob and it ends up being his bane in the end not theirs Mm -hmm. 
definitely. I I think it's something that I think we're never Squidward's never ever gonna learn. I don't think he'll ever learn. No, and I think it's because he doesn't know how to properly deal with the his annoying neighbors. It is a very hard thing to navigate. It's like how do you deal with people whose intentions are so good but also like so annoying. Yeah, it's just dealing I think it's just a maturity difference in this case. Like he doesn't know how to deal with how immature Patrick and SpongeBob are and how to talk to them as like adults because they don't act like adults. So he can't just be like, you need to stop. I don't want this anymore. So he needs to play these like elaborate games and schemes with them because he thinks that's what's going to get through to them. Makes sense. Yeah. He was really mean to Patrick with that apple pie though. He was. Or the cherry pie. Oh, cherry he, pie. He's like, cherry pie. And then boom, cherry pie. Yeah. Throws it in his I face. Wanna, how come. You, how come I don't have friends that I can say I want a cherry pie and then boom, cherry pie? Why don't you have friends? <gasps> <laughs> so that way no one's sat at my funeral, Josh. Good, 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 good. We've already gone through this. <laughs> and also because they left me because they know that I have anchor arms. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then he just throws it and it took Patrick a while to find that pie the second time and I feel like that would have been easier. Yeah. Like, because he found the watermelon really quickly. Um, Fresh I hope he from washed the it fields. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, I think if you're going to f- feed anyone anything, it should always be bite size. Yeah. But I don't think you should feed anyone anything. I think feeding other people is kind of uncomfortable. Unless you're into that. Unless that's your kink, then. I mean, what people do in their bedrooms, they can do in their bedrooms. But I mean in public. It. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I even feel awkward when I'm like, hey. Tima, try a bite of this, and I I feed it to her because I'm like I don't want people to think that we're trying to do some cutesy shit. I just wanted her to taste the dessert that I got, <laughs> you know. But look at you trying to be conscious. All those other, all those other people though who are just like, honey, why won't you try this spaghetti I bought? And they like, mm, and they're all into it. I don't like that. I like that impression. <laughs> That's good. Small. Small lesson for you. Don't do that in public in front of me. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. I had this whole elaborate scheme to start feeding you at expensive restaurants, showing you off like the prize that you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. What I used to do uh, to Tima, I haven't done it to her in a while, so maybe before this podcast comes out or maybe I'll just start it back up regardless of whether she knows or not, is when I used to, like in high school, she'd be like, oh, give me a chip. And then I'd like feed her a chip. But then I would just keep feeding her chips, <laughs> but like too quickly for any human being to comfortably eat. <laughs> so that way, again, people around me weren't uncomfortable with the fact that I was being like too romantic in public. I don't want that. You're just so you're just being an. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. And they're uncomfortable in a way that I want them to feel uncomfortable. Great. You just have control Not of the situation in that moment. Exactly, and like honestly, it's pretty fun to do um, with grapes see cookies um basically any bite-sized food i mean don't go crazy you're not trying to kill the person or maybe you are but but... i mean (laughs) i'm not going to confess to anything on this on this podcast the intern just has to watch your back (laughs) (laughs) i do i do cook all the food in the house so we'll see (laughs) put team on blast no but fun party trick just kidding it's not a party trick fun thing to do try it out Feed people way too quickly. There you go. Let us know no, the results. 
how that goes. Know the Heimlich. Yeah. Know the Heimlich. Have 911 on, <laughs> have that ready on to go. speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good. yeah, I'm glad. Well, see, we looped around like 911 at the beginning where he like is is dying and he's trying to save Scover's life. And now 911 when you're trying to feed your significant other too much food. Good. I think that's a good, good way to segue now. <laughs> End <laughs> to the segue. Big, to our big lesson. Big old lesson. Big old lesson. All right, Omar. So here we are. Big lesson for the week. What do you got? So my big lesson for the week is kind of like a small theme that I saw that connected the two acts was respect your physical form, hmm. a.k.a. respect that meat sack of a body you got. Good. I think Sandy is a perfect example and how you can really tone your body, get it real strong, and do the best that you can do. I mean, Sandy's a land squirrel, so she definitely knows what it's like on the streets of Texas. But also, not only that, she's, again, just being healthy. She has like a huge gym, lots of diverse workouts, and that's great. And then Squidward, like I said, I don't know, maybe it's my queer eye kick that I've been on, but he takes care of his skin, and he cares about himself. A little too much, but he cares about himself. He baby powdered his whole body. I don't know if that's an actual like good thing for your skin or anything, but he has a routine, and he sticks to it. And he's always pampering himself. This is like the second, third time I've seen him take a bath, and we're only 11 episodes in, which I think that's more than I've seen uh, anyone take a bath. Yeah. So, um, again, so like it was just me for for me it was respect your physical form, respect your body, give treat yourself in a healthy way. No, and it, that's that's really good. That's really good advice. I think a lot of people like really get caught up with work or like think that it, physical appearance isn't that important that they could just put on a shirt, a t-shirt, and some pants and like not really have to worry about everything else like their appearance wise or taking care of their skin. That's but me. I think it makes a huge difference knowing that when you take care of yourself, like either by working out or having like a skincare treatment or like, you know, showering or whatever, like it gives you that confidence that helps you get through the day a little bit better. Like it's, I think it is not always, you're not always super aware that if you feel good about how you look, then that makes you much happier and much able to function and focus on everything else throughout your day. Sometimes I shower and just get into different pajamas. Yeah, that's okay. It's nice. <laughs> Tima likes it because then I stop smelling, and then I like it because I get to wear new pajamas. It's fun. <laughs> um, all right. My, so what did you get, Josh? My big lesson, I think we kind of touched on this last week, but it's being very careful about getting caught in your own web of lies. I think that it's really easy to like start out with one lie and then have to then cascade into more and more lies. And then that just becomes a huge problem. And we see that in the first episode where SpongeBob like is lying about having buff arms. He just has these like inflatable arms and like, he just mm-hmm. plays along with it instead of just like coming clean with the fact he then has to get, he gets caught up like showing off with people. He has now impress everyone and he has to do the contest and just goes downhill from there and ends up biting him in the butt eventually. And the same thing in the second episode, like Squidward just played around or played with the charade of like acting like a ghost and continued to like build on lies and lies and lies. And then eventually that came to bite him in the butt. So I think it's important to be honest and not get yourself stuck in a situation where you will have to then come up with more lies and more lies and just make a situation worse and worse for yourself. Yeah. Whenever you lie, you have to keep track of it. 
So either do it really well or you're going to fail. You're going to yeah. fail every single time. Eventually, the lies catch up to you. And it's just better just like, to tell the truth. And Yeah, and like honestly, most people are bad liars. So if, even if you're trying to do like start a lie to get out of something, like people can tell most of the time. So like it's better just to be honest or come clean about something. That's, I think that's both good things. Respect your body and respect other people's trust. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Solid. Look at us. Boom. Another one in the bag. Love it. Well, that is it for today's episode. I love all of you that listen, and I love all the people that don't listen too, but I wish they would listen, so share it with your friends. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at IsMayonnaiseAPodcast. Uh, you can email us at IsMayonnaiseAPodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, IsMayonnaiseAPodcast.com. You can find us almost everywhere, so do a little Google search and you'll find us. And those announcements that I had for our Android listeners. Dun, da, so, da, da, da. Woo, we are officially on Stitcher. Woo. I posted a thing a while back on Instagram. Um, I think I posted it on Facebook too, but... Stitcher is a great app for Android listeners. Google is coming out with their own podcast thing, which I still haven't really tested out. But for now, I would love if all our Android listeners downloaded Stitcher. And let me give you some reasons why. So first of all, it's a great app. I think it rivals the Apple podcast app very nicely. It downloads everything for you, you know, typical podcast stuff. And not only that, I get to know how many of you are listening. So that way I have a better idea of how I can help you Android listeners out. And that way other people who listen to Android have a high quality app to listen to. Um, another thing, it helps me and Josh make a better show because we know if we have how many subscribers we have, we know how much more of an effort we can put in. Cause we're like, Oh my God, we have 1 million Android subscribers Maybe we should start talking about Android stuff. No, we'll just, you know, have a better idea of who's listening, yeah. which I think is always useful. Helps us really understand our audience more. And the thing that I like the most is that you can comment and rate on Stitcher. So now it's not some random podcast app that I have no control over how you guys listen. I know exactly for a fact that, oh, they can they can comment, leave nice things or bad things. You know, you can comment now, though. That's the power. That's the power. All right, and the other announcement that I wanted to make is that we will be, hopefully, if everything goes well, you know, a lot can happen between now and then, having a guest on for the first time next week. Um, They also have a podcast, so there'll be another podcast for you guys to listen to. So um, you definitely want to stay tuned for next week. We'll share that, and you'll hear more as the time progresses. So... I think that's everything for this week's episode. That's good. Again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And remember, I'm I'm no no whip. whip. I'm I'm a a jerk. jerk.